0: Hey everyone, David Snob here with the Magical Stories of Healing and Spiritual Gifts podcast episode 6. We are so excited to bring you the very talented and very gifted Ricardo Gonzalez today. Are you here with us Ricardo?
1: I am here with y'all. Hello, how are y'all doing today?
0: <laughs> Great. Uh, we've been having a few technical difficulties, but third time <laughs> to talk, we're going to make this work, man. We are gonna That's pass- right. that's right let me bring all the spirits in so they can help (laughs) (laughs) there we go Um, well everyone we're excited to be here with you and have this uh, conversation today I'm here with my always lovely and beautiful
1: wonderful wife Megan hello
2: everyone welcome Ricardo so excited to have you
1: hello Megan how are you doing I'm
2: amazing
1: all
0: right so to, uh, before we kick this off, I want to give everyone a little background on Ricardo to get to know him a little better. I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am for this interview uh, for so many personal reasons, but also just uh, to really bring the blessing of who this, this um, incredible special man is to, to anyone here that's listening. Um, but to give you his background, he's a native Texan West, uh, raised in West Texas, Abilene. He's been seeing and experiencing spirit since he was nine years old. And ever since then, he's been absolutely fascinated with spirituality and metaphysics. Uh, He's an ordained metaphysical minister from the International Metaphysical Ministry University Seminary and a certified metaphysical practitioner and holds a bachelor in metaphysical science and Reiki master. That is a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. He also works in the metaphysical community as a spiritual advisor, medium, and tarot card reader, and he specializes in angelic communications. Uh, he's been in the metaphysical community for 28 years. That is a long time. Yes, it is, and it's been a lot of hard work and a lot of time, and I really enjoyed every minute. of it. That's awesome. That's I, I fully believe that. We can tell you're very passionate <laughs> about what you do and great at what you do, too. Um, and and to sum it and to bring it home here, uh Ricardo also owns his own business. It's called Finding Your Life Path Metaphysically, and he's president of the Austin Metaphysical Academy and president of the Texas Metaphysical Fairs, um, which have been popping up, and I'm I'm excited to start checking those out. Um, most importantly, he married me and Megan. (laughs) Yes, he is our minister. Uh, so we're, we're we're so excited to have him here with us and. Uh, to bring his light into this conversation and learn more about you, your spiritual gifts, Ricardo, uh, the healing that you've experienced. Um, and, you know, as everyone knows, it's listening to this, uh, the Magical uh, Stories of Healing and Spiritual Gifts podcast is going to be interviewing people from all over the world about their spiritual gifts and their healings that they've had, either uh, organically, plant-based, holistically, or divinely. Uh, but this one's special to us. This one's special to us because uh, Ricardo is incredibly not just, you know, Uh, married me and Megan but he's had such a profound impact specifically on Megan's life Megan, if you want to say a few words to that
2: yeah absolutely um so it's it's funny because I had back in 2014 one of my best friends Emmy had invited me to this holistic fair and she told me she was getting a reading there and I was like oh wait no I can't do that because I was raised you know that that is like you don't do that you don't open yourself up to that that it's like Dark forces that are disguising themselves as, you know, angels of light, and so, you know, and always, always brought up in church too, and you know, it was just that fear had definitely been just instilled in me, and somehow though, I ended up going, so I got peer pressure into going, and then I was like, at that point, I'm not gonna get a reading, right? And then, of course, I obviously got the reading. <coughs> and- <laughs> It completely changed my life, though. Um, you know, but when I left that day, when we sat down and talked, um, I still didn't believe in it. I was like, "There's no way someone can like tell like your future. There's just no way." And um, a couple weeks later, like crazy detail things were happening, and it was just like, "OMG!" Like the hairs were standing up on my arms. But the beautiful thing about it is, it brought me closer. the holy spirit like now i understand i always wanted to be like my grandmother he was very in tune she had visions and dreams that would come to fruition and um you know she spoke in tongues and she was just amazing and is amazing and you know i never understood though whenever she would talk to the holy spirit you know i just didn't get it it's like i would try all the time and it was just like i was talking to the wall basically you know hoping you know that something was really listening to me and You know, you definitely helped me realize that, you know, I don't have to believe that way because of it's comforting, you know, um, I know it to be true. Like I know for a fact we are guided and like, I receive messages and like, it's just amazing. And so I just, you know, and I want to shed light on that because, you know, it's such a shame that, you know, it has such a bad, you know,
0: Just a fear-based connotation out there. That's so incorrect
2: god
0: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah and you've led me to amazing things and if anything you've brought me closer you know to god and so i just can't wait to you know learn more about you even though i've known you for years because you just really inspire me and you were just fascinating you really intrigue me and i'm sure you intrigue everyone that (laughs) you know meets you
1: yes thank you very much and yes i do understand the fear base and where you're coming from and I know we're going to be discussing that as time progresses.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, at the end of the day, what I've noticed from it in my years, knowing you, is just so much good has come from it. Like, so much good. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get into that. Uh, but let's kick this off. So uh, really excited to talk with you, Ricardo. Uh, I guess the first question we have for you is, how old were you when you
1: realized you had a gift? Um, and how did you find out? Mm -hmm. well it's an interesting story i think i was about nine years old and um of course i'm raised in west texas and uh, i kept sensing and feeling something and i also kept seeing something i didn't know what it was and you know being nine years old you really don't know what the world is about Mm -hmm. so but i do remember one evening i remember myself and my parents were watching television And I kept on feeling something was in the house. And I remember saying to my mother and dad, "Um, there's a man in the house. And I said it uh, abruptly that way. And of course, my dad being the macho man that he is, he would get up and he walked around with a bat like he was going to beat somebody up. So he walked from room to room to room, getting ready to swing, but he didn't see anything. You know, He kept on saying, I don't know what this is about. So it happened night after night after night, I would say maybe about a good four or five days. And every night, my, my dad's walking around with a bath. It got to a point where my parents were starting to go like, okay, this is enough. <laughs> okay, you this out, okay? We're, we're tired of this. So and were you uh,
2: scared? I mean, like that sounds uh, scary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it does sound scary, but you know, at that age, no, because you don't know what scary is about so but i kept seeing and sensing something you know and i kept wondering what it was and yeah my mom and dad were i was driving them off the wall and uh it got to a point where i kept saying that and then mother and dad would be at the couch and they would go like yeah 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 right or whatever you know just, just say what you want to say and they didn't even really pay attention to it and i would go to my room at the house and and i would literally sit there and i would literally watch things i really didn't get scared But it was just more of an emotion going like, what is it? What is it? And I would ask my adult uh, guardians at that time, you know, seeing, telling them, hey, I see something and they were like, yeah, 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 right. It's don't worry about it. That was the answer that they would give me. Don't worry about it. Hmm. And I didn't know what that what that meant. And um, ever since I've been seeing things Um, and they're very close, they're very around me. And I can sense them, see them, smell them, wow. um, and the list goes on and on. But uh, it's it's a gift. I know very well that it's a gift, and it's a gift given to me by higher power, higher spirit, or what we call God. Right. Wow. Um, uh, and, and I've had these um, these in these situations throughout my life. I really have. Wow. wow. Now,
2: is there anyone else in your family that has gifts like this?
1: <laughs> yes. Um, It is a belief that we have in metaphysics that a lot of families have a generational. When I was getting more and more connected, as I became more older, I would sit and talk to my mom. And uh, we would literally sit in the living room and talk about God and spirit and angels, things in that manner. And it got to a point, I remember my mom saying to me one evening, and she goes to me, I have a little dirty secret, she would call it that. And I said, what? She goes, I see things too. Well, the conversation got really intense and real deep. And the more and more we kind of talked about the subject, I learned that her great grandfather was gifted. Her dad was gifted. She was gifted. I was gifted. I have a niece that is gifted. And I have a great nephew that is gifted so there is a generational trend right there and a lot of families who believe in the spirituality believe in the connection um do have gifts within the family so it does happen it is generational in a lot of ways
0: wow that's that's amazing um well since when that happens i mean did did you ever feel like you were treated differently because of it. I mean at nine oh, nine
1: years old is a really oh. young age to, <laughs> to realize you have those gifts. It yes, it really is. Yes. And yes, I was treated very, very differently. But see the thing that was going on with me is I was doing a prediction. Now, you know, at nine years old, I didn't understand what prediction was. So I would just see stuff and I would say stuff. And people would look at me like, how did you know that? Or what happened? Or yeah. why did you know that? You know, I, I don't get it. How did you know that was taking place? And I didn't know how to explain it. I didn't know what it was about. Yeah, you know, here I am. At, yeah, here I am at the age of 9, 10, 11. And I'm telling people stuff. And it was driving them up the and wall. And they would go like, how do you know that? You know, where, where did that come from? And I would shrug. And I would go, I don't know. You know, I don't know what this is about. And I didn't know what I was seeing or what I was feeling, you know. But yeah, people treated me very differently between the ages of maybe 10 all the way maybe until about 16 to 17 years old. Oh, because yeah, I would, sure. yeah, you know, because I would say something, and, and then people would look at me crazy, like, "How do you know that?" Yeah, well, yeah, I yeah. Like,
2: no, I get
1: it. <laughs> now, yeah.
2: what are your beliefs? You know, like, were you raised in a church, religious upbringing? I believe so, right? Uh, Catholicism. Yes.
1: yes, that is correct. I was um, being in West Texas. Um, I, Abilene is very well known for its many religious and its many churches. In that city alone, it has about an average of about 248 different types of churches and religions. So Sunday morning was always a busy day in that city hmm. because somebody had to go somewhere. <laughs> um, I was raised Catholic. My mother was a very big a big believer in Catholicism, so we really followed that trade. And yes, it was a ritual that my mom would get all us kids up, and there were six of us. I was the youngest out of six. And yes, we have to go to church every Sunday, no matter what happened on a Friday or a Saturday night, you better be at church on Sunday. So um, I grew up that way, you know, and we went to church every Sunday, you know. And we followed Catholicism and the belief behind it. And we did everything that needed to be done behind there. So as I was being raised, learning Catholics and Catholicism, well, I continued follow that trade. And even to today's world, I still do that. I really enjoyed the ritual of Catholicism, um, versus the actual theory or the philosophy. And, um, and, and I really embrace it, you know, and I think Because of that level of connection that I had, it really helped me a lot to understand what my gifts were about. Um, The thing that I learned about people in Catholicism, especially people who are metaphysics, I do a lot of studying about what we do and how we do it. And I learned about 70% of the people who do metaphysics were involved in Catholicism in some fashion or some way. You know, and, and and remember I have I own the school and I own the fairs and I take some time and speak to our practitioners or people or clients or customers that come through. And it always ends up in the language, or it always ends up in a in a way that yes, I was Catholic, or yes, I was raised Catholic, or the language goes that way. And and I it kind of puzzled me a little bit. So I decided to do some studying and I learned that a lot of were Catholics in some way somehow in some fashion. And I thought that was very interesting as I did my studies.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't have a, a huge in-depth knowledge of Catholicism, but I have a baseline understanding and I would, uh, at least on the outset, I would think Catholicism and metaphysics were pretty, pretty opposite. So that's incredible. Yeah. that There's actually a lot yeah. of metaphysical Catholics.
1: Yes, that's very true. I, I do go to Sunday services and it's so funny because I sit there and as I listen to the whole process that takes place, a lot of the ministers or excuse me the priests that actually are going through there, they, they do and they say things that is very metaphysics. you know and, I, and I, I sit there and I go, hmm, where is this coming from? you know and I'm sitting there going like, how, how, how do they know that? You know, that's a metaphysics statement Or that's a metaphysics ritual Or that's a metaphysics way of doing things You know, and I'm sitting there kind of like puzzled, Going like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, we're Catholics here We're not supposed to go that way But as more and more as I see the studies And study Catholicism and things like that You know, I kind of saw the mirror image Or some of the things they do That really follows through You know, I, I thought that was very interesting and how do you, have you,
0: I'm, I'm sure at some point you had someone on that side of Catholicism or probably any religion push back mm-hmm. and say, oh, you're working with dark forces or it's something demonic or some some craziness like that. How do you combat that? Like, uh, what is your, yeah, what do you say to that?
1: Well, no, and yes, I still, I heard it back when I was 18 years old. I heard it when I was 20. I heard it when I was 30 and I hear it today. And normally what I've learned is whenever somebody says that to me, it's not what I'm doing that they're condemning. It's that they're fearing
0: yes. what
1: yep. I am doing. Yeah, Because remember, you got to keep something in mind that in religion, we are taught to fear anything <laughs> outside of the norm. Yes. And it doesn't and it doesn't matter what the religion is. You know, if if you step out of that religion for some way, oh my God. You know, (laughs) it's like, oh, oh Lord, it's (laughs) like you're the devil. You know yeah, yeah. And, and, and to this day you know people who come and approach me and ask me things you know i see the fear in their faces yeah it's not that they're afraid of what i'm doing it's more they're afraid they're <laughs> stepping out of their religious right yeah right they're stepping yeah. out of their norm you know and they're I not supposed it, to be- yeah i struggled yeah.
2: With that a lot in the beginning you know like it, i get that
0: because we're so conditioned in fear-based thinking um you know which is is ironic at a core we feel god's love you know which is yeah it's crazy yeah exactly um what what are your specific beliefs around jesus
1: okay i do believe in jesus i do believe in mother mary i do believe in god um because one thing that i'm learning as i became and developed more being a metaphysician i have to use those key components for us to do the work that we do they're there as a uh, a figure they're there as a leader they're there as to help us out because one thing that i have learned is that and, and we all have to understand this is that uh god has to deal with eight billion people and his, his plate is kind of full okay So he really wants to send an army of people to help him. And that's including ministers and priests and and reverends and and people in our agenda. So we have to have that leadership there. And, you know, even though I say that in a very basic way or maybe a, a, a safe understanding, but it's more that i become stronger and i have more of a belief and i can feel their presence i can feel them i can feel jesus around me you know i I believe in him and i think that his leadership and what he does and what happened to him um it's really something that i think is very cool you know um metaphysicians a real true one believes that if we really think about it, that Jesus was the very first psychic. Um, because if, if, if you really think about well, it, yeah, think about always, it. L- listen to the I always the wonder Lord, now you know,
2: know, that I've been, you know, getting certified in Reiki. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, was that what Jesus was doing when he was healing people with his hands? You know what I mean? It makes sense.
1: Correct. Yes. Yes. That's what he's doing. And then if you think about it, somebody would come up to him and say, Will I be able to see? And he would go, yeah. yes. Yes, you can see. Yes, you will see. So he was not only hearing and healing the person, but he was also predicting what he can do and what can happen to the people wow. for that yeah. individual. So if you think about it from that yeah. level, you know, well, kind a of a perspective yep. that way. Yes, yes. And, and really, those people who study the Bible and follow the Bible, think about it. You know what 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 was really going on what was really being said and uh he, he was really trying to do it one thing i always teach people is that the bible is the very first metaphysical book yeah. ever read yeah you think about it because it didn't come didn't come directly from the person who was putting the document right. and the writing down he was channeling <laughs> the information yep think about
2: it oh my gosh yeah duh okay i love
1: that i love that we're um,
0: not to jump ahead, but something we're uh, talking a lot about and Megan and I are writing about is how much the law of attraction is literally there all throughout the Bible. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's, it is very much. There's there's a lot of information in there, a lot of different understanding about what the Bible is and how it is. And, and yes, I haven't had multiple uh, conversations with people about it. You know, and I always look at it from an open mind or open set of eyes and see that it really is a document that is written to help people understand and give them a leadership, or yep. give them a guidance. And, and and a lot of people misinterpret or misunderstand that. And um, it, 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 is, it is different. It's very different. But think about it that way. It's the best metaphysical book That's ever written awesome. in the <laughs> world. Statement.
2: Yeah, and we've heard you speak Mm -hmm. about earth angels. Can you describe your thoughts around those? And do you consider yourself to be one?
1: Yes, um, I do consider myself as an earth angel. And I also want you to be aware that everybody that you meet and greet is an earth angel at some point. Um, Let me give you an example. I, I remember one day I was at the grocery store and there was a lady that was in front of me well there was a lady and then there was a gentleman and myself. so i was like third person in mm-hmm. line and i remember the lady was trying to to um, cash out and then the, the cashier was saying this is how much the amount was well she was short about 15 dollars well the man that was in front of me he pulled out his wallet and he contributed or gave the 15 dollars to the cashier now good to me that's another right. thing so if you walk around um, picking up trash from Mother Earth, if you give somebody a hug, if you do the $15 or you buy somebody a cup of coffee or maybe a breakfast taco, you're being an earth angel because you're really showing that you have an open heart, a hope in mind, and you really want to help society in some way. Now, it could be a small contribution, but I promise you it's a big one, especially on Mother Earth. We affect people so much. If you only knew the things that you do, I always tell people that when you say thank you, you really honestly and truthfully affect 5,000 people for every thank wow. you say, because it acts like a ripple effect. Think about it. You say thank you to your friend, your companion, your next door neighbor, your husband, your wife. And then they feel good about that statement, which then goes to the next person and then the next person. So it's like a ripple. It's like dropping a pebble in, in a pool of water. So you say thank you. And then the ripple effect goes out so every time you say that you're actually helping so i believe very heavily in earth angels we are all earth angels in some way we don't recognize it that way you know it's like oh i gave a friend of mine a hug because they need one or i bought my best friend a cup of coffee or i bought you know somebody lunch you're being an earth angel today Think that's about awesome it in that i love way. that
0: and um I I love the terminology mother earth. You know, I know, you know, our story of ayahuasca and it's ironic because you literally predicted exactly what was going to. on a side note. We went to you (laughs) before we went and you told us exactly what was going to happen. And that is exactly what happened anyway. Um, you know, one of the one of the you know messages I got very divinely from my ayahuasca ceremony was this concept of Father God and there being a Mother Earth and how Mother Earth needs healing right now more than ever. Um, so, what what are your and um, I've never really I get either I wasn't aware of it or I wasn't paying attention enough to be aware of it uh, before my ayahuasca ceremony about this concept of Mother Earth. Uh, can you kind of uh, expand on your idea and concept of mother earth
1: sure no problems at all i want you to think about this so of course we're on a planet and the technical and the scientific way it is called a planet but if you believe in metaphysics or spirituality or really having some kind of connection you're really looking at mother earth mother earth takes care of everybody that exist on this planet now if you really sit back and relax a lot of people go like what 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 does that mean if every minute every second every hour of your life you're either talking speaking breathing doing you're doing simplicity things and because of that it's because mother earth is supporting your idea you can go and walk in a park uh, barefooted on the green grass, and you're basically allowing Mother Earth to support you. Or maybe you can drive down the street, and maybe go to a grocery store, a convenience store, or maybe you want to go to your favorite restaurant. Mother Earth is supporting you. Every single second, she's actually doing work right now in order for us to see what life is about and the reality of everything that's coming through. So Mother Earth has a very important part to our day-by-day life. If you get up in the morning and and just are happy and how you are and what's going on, Mother Earth is supporting that idea. Uh, She is there for us and she will always be there. And she's been around for thousands of years, but we just don't see it that way because our scientists have made us believe and really prosper that we are living on a planet but on a spiritual level we're living oh i love that
0: that's beautiful
1: um well shifting gears for a
0: second uh i'm new to reiki a bit and i know you're a reiki master megan is a big believer in reiki and she's a practitioner now as well she has her level one certification now and it's you know it's it's really helped her a lot with her own healing of her energetic and physical body Um, Can you explain more in depth on the power behind Reiki and its healing properties on an energetic or physical level?
1: Sure, I can talk about that. I want you to think about this. Reiki has been around for centuries. It is not a new concept or idea. It did come from our Asian part of the world. And what basically what happened is that we uh, see ourselves a human one person even an animal or dog or whatever they're an energy force you have every person has enough energy to light up about 12 homes if you really work with your energy very closely you can light 12 homes per person now what's what's going on at that time is you are working with energy uh think of it as a light bulb you have a light bulb and when it actually fluorescence or it actually sends out charges, you're feeling the energy of the light bulb. So it's going all over the place. So when you become a Reiki or a Reiki master, you're actually sending out that force, that energy. The energy is flowing and we're all flowing right now. Every person is flowing, whether you're asleep in the middle of the night or whether you're up in the middle of the night, you're actually sending this energy. Now, what happens when you become a Reiki or a Reiki practitioner or a master, you're actually helping to shift the energy. When there's an actual human or anybody that actually has an ailment, you actually go into a position where you become a channel and the channel actually opens the gates and the doors and you help the person that you're working with to actually shift the energy. Mm -hmm. That's all you're doing. You're conditioning your mind, body, and soul so it can open in a value and you can actually have the channeling coming through or the actual force, then you place your whole your your whole your house, excuse me, your hands in a position that is really gonna help enforce that energy out. Um, about 80 to 90 percent of the time, you're forcing negative energy from the human body. When the actual uh, energy is shifted, then the body starts and creates healing. And this process sometimes takes one session or it could take 25 sessions. Just depends on how much healing the individual is needed. So, your real job as a Reiki or Reiki master is to stand there and be the channeler while the actual channel is doing the work. The spirit is doing the work. And then the person receiving is actually shifting the energy. And that's all you're doing. The more and more you do this process, the more and more the shifting of the energy corrects or or creates. Which think of it this way. It's like um, um it's like you you have uh, you, you go and you have a dirty broom or or a mop. When you squeeze it, you're taking the negative energy out of it. If you were looking mm-hmm. at, it at that concept. And, and and when you do Reiki, you're actually pushing that and getting it out of the way. Yeah, it's
2: crazy. My hands get so so hot when I'm doing it. It's 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 yeah. un- unbelievable. So how do you use your spiritual gifts on a daily basis? And and I'm curious. Like, is do you hear voices? Is it just like thought downloads? Is it feelings? It like how are you? receiving all of these
1: messages um normally what happens is i do use my gift on a daily basis okay i have to because the type of work that i do and what happens um i am an early bird i am a person who likes to get up bright and early in the morning i normally up about four or five o'clock in the morning and what i normally do during that time period is i ask spirit guides anybody around me if they could start Uh, delivering, or what we call an actual dump, of actually bringing in spirit to my body, my soul, my temple, whatever you want to call it. Um, And that creates an emotion and feeling that I can actually have an insight or an actual connection to spirituality. So I actually open all the channels at that time. I open up my spirit and then I create a daily force as time progresses i make sure that everything comes through um as i work with that i know very well that i have to go around and really try to put a concept that's really going to help me heal me and then heal others and i start moving in the direction that is needed um it is very simple to do anybody can do it um any anybody has those energy and forces everybody can really go that some people recognize it and some people don't and it's my job to actually bring that around um it is very easy to do it is something that is very simple um that, that's something that i always tell people is that men have that cap- feeling that cap- feeling and women have that great right. intuition what you're really doing is you're doing your daily connection wow. by doing that and you're moving forces and you're doing what you need to do that's basically what you do
2: what would you say to people that that would say oh that's demonic that's dark forces he's being (laughs) deceived you know what was what is your comeback for that
1: I always tell people that there's no such thing as nothing evil okay there's no such thing I, I want you to keep in mind that evil was created by Hollywood by the movies because if mm-hmm. I can scare you, yep. I will sell you. That, I
2: believe that. And then, yep.
1: Yes. And then on top of that, we have religion. And religion puts scare in the congregation like you would not believe. Because of that mentality and because of that force and thinking, anything outside of the norm is called yep. evil, demonic, not good, being possessed. Because people don't understand what it's really about. Um, You know, and and anything that scares us, I promise you, we all have no problems of going like, Oh my God, that's evil. Oh my God, that's scary. Or why do you go that? Don't go into that dark room because you're going to stab, you know. And no, (laughs) none of that happens. So when people do approach me and they still approach me to this day, is they ask me well aren't you afraid that you're possessed by the devil and I said no there's no such thing as the devil and, and the reason I believe that is because there's there's positive forces and there's negative forces and you have to have the positive force and the negative force the negative force is what we call evil demonic anything so whenever you feel that oh my god I got the devil in me what, what you're really saying is I'm feeling negative about something. I'm feeling scared about something. I'm feeling demonic about it. But see, we, we come in a society, we don't know how to put those words together. We don't know how to put that definition. So we go with what religion taught us. Oh, if you don't do this, you're the devil. You're a devil worshiper. You know, you're, you're this. You're, oh my God, the devil, the demons are around. No, 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 no it is negative negative. a lot and negative people, people use That's it as a tool really for control <laughs> too i've noticed
0: that fear is the fastest correct. way to try and control people so they come with these fear-based techniques and trying to control people
1: correct and religion teaches you very that that very well they install it in you at the age of four five six seven eight and then when you become an adult you're still scared because of what you um, learn when yeah. you read. yeah yeah
2: so kind of switching gears here um I want to know what your thoughts are Mm. on plant medicine.
1: Okay. Um, Plant medicine has been around for centuries. Um, And it was a base because I want you to keep in mind that back in the 1600s, 17, even the 1800s, we didn't have have a car to get in to drive to the emergency room. We didn't have. So you had to teach yourself something to do to heal you without driving somewhere now I am a curander which basically means I'm a spiritual healer and I believe very heavily in the, the herbals or the plant-based oh, yeah. healings because I want you to I want you to keep in mind that when in the early 1900s um, you had a family uh, member get sick, I mean, it took three days just to go to a doctor. Now, a lot of damage can oh, be yeah. done by that time. Period. So you had a choice. You had a choice. Either you put your your family member in a wagon and hope to God something ha- doesn't happen to them and you had to get a doctor. But it would be three days dry or you have to cure something. And what a lot of people did is they cured by actually having that herb base or that plant base healing so this is where things happen now i want you to keep in mind that let's say that you eat an apple that apple is healing mm-hmm. the body um it's a plant think about it this way you go have a garden salad with a friend of yours and you decide to have a nice lunch that salad is a healing mm-hmm. plant mm-hmm. for your I body that. um yeah so think about that in that level and then, if we have cures, and cures have been around for hundreds of years, um, a lot of the, the 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 doctors, a lot of the pharmacists, um, grew up, you know, seeing that mom or grandma used to do this to cure a, a headache or cure a backache, and they were all plant based. And then, as modern times came through, as as um, the medical metaph- medical uh, the medical field um developed then we had the routine of healing with with other things outside of plant-based so we had to learn and relearn and do and uh, today's world um me being the curandero or the spiritual healer that i am i do help a lot of people with plant-based type of issues because all i'm doing is i'm showing you something that's been going on for hundreds of years and we, we just don't put it in the mainstream because we are taught um, take a pill oh, and that will cure everything. Yes. Wars. That is such we so are true. That works.
2: Yeah. And then you get yes. addicted.
1: And, and, and we forgot Ugh. our basis. Of course. of course. And we forgot our basis. Um, just drink some hot tea. Like um, there is an actual plant that I use that actually helps to cure an upset stomach. And of course, we are a society that, let me look at the medicine we cabinet so and see what I can day. take. And I uh-huh. tell people, no, 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 drink, drink this tea. You know, and it's called manzanilla or it's called an apple right. tea. And all you do is mm-hmm. brew the apple tea just like you brew uh, tea. And you just sip a cup or two and that takes the upset stomach away. Awesome. It's a natural base way that. Of
2: Speaking of healing, um, do you mm-hmm. believe that everyone has the power to heal
1: themselves? Oh yes, yes. there. Everybody has. Yes, everybody has. Way. When I was studying, um, in order for me to get my bachelor's and my metaphysical practitioner certification, one of the things that I had to do was go to Galveston Island. Galveston actually holds um, um, dead people or real corpse. Mm -hmm. And this is where a lot of medical students go and they actually uh, see the corpse because they need to learn on the medical field or medical side on how to take care of that. Mm -hmm. The reason why I was taken that way is because they had in this big elaborate room about 200 dead people. In there, these people died of of, uh, natural causes so what they did is they did autopsies in order for them to open the body so they could see what was going on inside so we were observing uh, observing all this and we were seeing what was going on and 98 percent of these people that died of natural causes when they opened their bodies up they had tumors Mm -hmm. and cancer and they had lung infections and they had things in that manner now how can a human Lived to the age of 89, 90 years old, and they had all these problems in their body. So, some way, somehow, they healed themselves. Some way, somehow, they kept in this rhythm that kept themselves Mm -hmm. positively. And because of that mentality, that spirituality, they lived to be 80, 90 years old. You know, but when they did the autopsy to the bodies, there, there was, I mean, you could see the cancer, you could see the tumors, you could see the the breast cancers, wow. you could see the, the problems, you could see them, but yet they died at the age of 80, 90, you know, wow. 79 years old. Wow. How can that be? So that means we humans have the right in the to actually okay. cure ourselves in some way, in some fashion. In totally some
0: believe that. Yeah, I appreciate your insight on that. Um, something I've been feeling, we've been feeling lately, and I, I'm a firm believer that there's a bit of a spiritual awakening that's happening all over Mother Earth right now, all over the planet. Um, I was curious mm-hmm. if you uh, felt that way as well. And if so, why do you think it's happening right now?
1: OK, um, there, there is there is a around Mother Earth. There is an energy force that's taking place. Energy force. Equals awakening what has happened as we as humans and our mentality we keep on seeing that we want internal change now a lot of us have been asking for this ever since the age of 12 15 21 28 but what happens is we don't go beyond that we just go I need something in my life well I want you to keep in mind that any signal or anything you think or say or do is actually a signal to the universe and they're going to deliver Mm. what you want. And what us humans do is you ask for something and then we go, oh, I don't want that. Oh, no, (laughs) it's never going to happen. Oh, it's never going to be there. So what the energy forces are going on and Mother Earth is going, oh, really? You want that? Well, then let's make it happen which is then causing this awakening that's taking place on mother earth. It's because every person asks for what we want. But again, we have mm. we have this basis going on within us. So this is causing that awakening on mother earth. Now the actual strong strong polarity um, polarity Pol- Polari of this whole entire process has been going on for maybe about 10 years now. And now the universe keeps saying, well, don't you want it? Don't you want it? Don't you want it? And everybody's going like, nah, nah, nah. Well, then now we're starting to get that awakening. We're getting that shakeup that we need. And people are starting to force themselves that we must do something different in our lives in order for us to pull forward. And this is where that awakening is starting to happen. Uh, 2020 is going to be a very powerful year. I mean, it's going to really put people in a perspective or it's going to put them in a challenge that they're going to have to change their lives, whether they like it or not. Because there's a lot of energy pool that's taking place right now. So it's going to be a very important year for Wow, That is awesome.
2: Now, what do you believe happens after death?
1: Okay. Um, in, in, in a spiritual point of view, there's no such right. thing as death. What actually happens is your body expires. Now, we believe very truly and happily that you are a, a human having a spiritual experience. So your spirit lives forever. The physical body is actually expires. Right so when you die you really don't die your body expires but the soul continues working and normally when that occurs um, the spirituality is basically what's going on is that you have learned the lessons in this lifetime which then allows you to move into the next lifetime now some people have multiple lives some people have two or three lives Or maybe they're living life number five. And some people, then maybe it's their tenth life. Um, But there's no real death. There's only physical expiration of the physical body. But the spirit continues living. And it will continue living until all the lives are completed. Okay, yeah, and
2: that was going to be my next question was, do you believe in past lives? Well, what about pets? Um, Do you believe our pets can you know, cross that rainbow bridge and then come back to us in another physical animal body.
1: Yes, it can happen. And I want you to, I want to point something out to you and your audience is that you, the individual, you can come back as a woman. You can come back as a man. You can come back as a dog. You can come back as a cat, the cat, that you have around the house can expire the physical body and it could come Mm. back as a dog or the dog that you have can expire and it could come back as a male or it can come back as a female so there, only the the physical body does expire but it can come back in any format so if you're a man right now there's a possibility you can come back as a female and if you're a female you can come back as a male uh, well I cannot not
2: imagine being a male so I can't even like entertain that thought for <laughs> two more
1: seconds uh, well let me kind of explain a little bit more to your audience yourself about that if, if you um, everybody everybody I don't care who you are you have masculine energy and you have feminine energy everybody If you think about this, if you cry on a drop of a hat, that's more of the feminine energy that's coming through. If you move the couch or you start the car, you decide to, uh, I don't know, mow the lawn, that's the masculine energy. And if you have to be strong about an issue whenever you discuss something to somebody, that's the masculine energy. If you have to give somebody a hug and tell them I love you and tell them that this is what it is, it's the feminine energy. So those energies work through your bodies morning and the night. Everybody has it. Everybody. I don't care who you are. Everybody has a masculine energy and Mm -hmm. a feminine energy. And depending on, on what the lessons are, are being taught and depending on what's going on will depend on what the level of that. that. Interesting.
0: Um, so shifting gears a little bit. I'm, um, always been really uh, intrigued by the entrepreneurial world, starting my own company and us starting Magical here and I love that you started, you're the president of the Metaphysical Academy. What led you to, to get it going? What is your mission with the Metaphysical Academy and on, on, a, on a second note after that, do you have anything specifically exciting that's coming up with it that you'd like to share?
1: Sure, yes. I started the actual Academy about six years ago. I'm coming wow. to seven now. And the reason I stayed, uh, started it is because I noticed, I, I remember when I was trying to get a degree and I didn't want a business degree, I didn't want a technical degree, and I didn't want a nursing degree. So I started kind of doing some uh, research and see if I can actually find something in the metaphysical field. And let me tell you, I spent about three months trying to find something and I couldn't, uh, I Google, then Yahoo, and did everything i could think of i even spoke people in, in this community and everybody was shaking their heads going like no no there's no such thing as that well i knew very well that we people in the in the spiritual and metaphysical world we needed some kind of a community we needed some kind of recognition because a lot of people have 5 10 20 30 years doing this work but there was no real true training or education Um, yes a lot of people argued with me saying this is of God this is a spirit this is of whatever you want to see it as but uh, you know think about it this way a police officer didn't wake up one morning to be a cop or a doctor or a lawyer you know they all have so so, I thought why can't I do that why can't I go into that thing so as I did more and more research I couldn't find nothing so one morning I remember I woke up and I said you know what why do i keep researching <laughs> why don't you do something about that's it? awesome i know and i was going like you know what i have over 20 years of experience i know the ins and outs i know what's taking place um why don't i do something yeah it? so yeah so as time progresses for solid year i started working very hard to try to do research and try to find connections. And I talked to people who were in this business for a very long time. And I asked them, what what do you wanna know? What should a practitioner know? So it got to the point where we started going like, okay, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to take together. So I built it. I built it from the ground level. And I said, this community needs to be uh, responsible. This community needs to be recognized. This community needs to have a school. Why don't we? So I went and did everything in my power to make it happen. And now I'm in year six going to seven. Congratulations. Thank Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, yes, and we have a lot of good, new and exciting things that are going to happen in 2020 and 2021. Um, We're going to start our own podcast for AMA. And that's going to be on Christmas Day of this year. Yes, we're excited about that. So, I have a team of people that we have been working secretly. Shh, don't tell nobody yeah. now, okay? <laughs> you know, we've been working secretly of trying to get it together, and it looks very good and, and it's very exciting. Um, we're going to be teaching on podcasts and in other okay. ways. That's um, so also- cool. Yes, and we're also going to be doing a YouTube. So, we're doing parallel as we do this. Um, we're also going to start doing distant learning, and we're also going to be doing online education. So, all that's coming aboard in the next 15 months. So, oh, we, we got it. everything aligned. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. We got everything aligned. We got everything going on. Everything is going real good. So, we're excited about all the things that are going on, and we're going to unroll it as time progresses. So, I hope everybody goes to our website and you will be able to see more of all the exciting things. So what yes, is,
2: everyone, please, what please is, check it out. What
1: is that website exactly, Ricardo? Yes. And the website is www.austinmetaphysicalacademy.com.
2: Yes, right. check it out, everyone. Sure. Um, Real quick, before we wrap things up, and, you know, something that you helped me really open my eyes to that literally changed my mm-hmm. life was positive affirmations, like learning about the law of attraction, you know, setting intentions, you know, on full moons, can you explain just real quickly, you know, the the power behind affirmations and the law of attraction, you know, for those of, you know, those people that are listening that maybe you know, are new to it, you know, don't know much about it and, and, and why you do your, you know, full moon rituals?
1: yes um at austin metaphysical academy on a monthly basis we do the full moon rituals um our belief is that you have to raise your vibration you have to move into positive thinking because the more positive you become the more you move in that direction the more you will receive from other earth in the universe so uh, one thing that we really challenge people and we really try to work hard is to get people in that higher vibration. You need to think positive 24-7. Yeah. And it is hard to do especially in today's world. Yeah. I know, and it's very struggling nowadays because of all the negative we hear 24-7 literally. Yeah. And uh, what we had to do is I remember when I was trying to put this program together, I started thinking like what are we going to do in order for us to raise the level and help humanity in some way? So I kept uh, moving and forcing higher energy. You know, every morning on my Facebook, I always post something positive. Because the more and more you see positiveness, the more you see affirmations, the more you see manifestation tap of signals, the more it will move you in that direction, which then will cause a creation of positiveness coming into your life. And you really need to work harder. Oh, yeah. It's changed my believe-
2: life. Because you yes. are using the law of attraction whether you know it or not and so often people are using Correct. it against themselves and and it can and because I, I was one of those people you know i had i got rear-ended five times in one year because i talked about like there was i joked about there being a target on the back of my car i was literally speaking it to existence mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and once i learned yes. it and and practiced it it was a game changer so we're down yes. to five minutes and and the last thing that i just really wanted to wrap up with is you know there's you know i've going to be a lot of people you know that need healing that are listening to this there's going to be a lot of people that are listening to this that you know are brand new on their you know awakening journey and you know as you know it can be a lot to take in and it's not easy to reprogram your mind and to get out of the condition you know negative victim mindset that you've been in for you know for so long so do you just oh, have yeah. any you know advice um that you wanted to share you know before we wrap up
1: Yes, I have. Oh, in fact, I have a lot of advice. We could spend another four or five hours. talking.
2: Oh, I know. About and I would love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the best advice I can tell people, accept it. You need to accept that things in life happen for a good reason and things in life happen for a bad reason. And you have to accept the pros and cons of life. You have to. The more that you do that, the more you open yourself up to a positive way of thinking, a positive way of life. One of the reasons why people struggle in their lives is because they don't want to see that they did bad or things didn't happen the way they wanted to, which then causes a spin down and a negative thinking and force within themselves. You really have to accept that, hey, it happened, it happened. So live with it. And when you do that, all of a sudden your mindset releases that negative energy and force and you go into a positive stage because if you want to really accept that positive side of yours you really need to look at your negative and go it's done it's over with there's nothing I can do about it I need to move on learn the lesson that was taught to me and then I'm going to move myself forward And the more you do that on a routine basis, every day, every morning, every week, every year, the more and more you shift your thinking and the more and more positive you become. Absolutely.
0: Well, that is awesome, Ricardo, man. I I can't tell you how much we'd love talking to you and how grateful and blessed we are to have you as part of our lives you've made such a positive impact on both of our lives for years now, Megan, for many years, on uh, me these past few years, and uh, really excited about your podcast coming out on the movement with the uh, your fairs, your Texas Metaphysical Fairs, and uh, the Academy as well. So keep just uh, doing wonderful things, spreading your light, and uh, thank you so much for coming on here. And for,
2: we'll, yes, we'll no, nope. for you know, another episode at another time because there's just so much more we can cover, but.
1: No, <laughs> that, that is true well thank y'all for allowing me to be on your show and your podcast i really enjoyed this and yes in the future if you ever want to speak about more trust me i've got a list of things that we can discuss but uh thank y'all i thought this was fun This was, was great you made me dig in <laughs> and think of things i haven't thought about in a long time but uh it was well worth it. It was very well awesome.
0: Worth it. And one more time, uh, what's that website they should check out so they can uh, see what so you got, what you got going
1: on? Sure, it's the Austin Metaphysical Academy, and that is www.austinmetaphysicalacademy.com. dot Awesome! Thanks so much,
0: Ricardo. You have a blessed rest of your weekend. We'll be seeing you around.
1: No great. Hey, Ricardo. No, thank you very much. Y'all have a good you evening. Do. Bye. Bye. Happy healing everyone. Bye bye. Happy healing.